Welcome back to West Bev. I'm Caitlin. I'm Ariel. And this is your Beverly Hills 90210 podcast, where we break down every episode of the 10-season show. Today, we're talking about Season 3, Episode 25, Senior Poll. Mary, what happened this week? A lot more than I thought, according to the length of my synopsis. (laughs) (laughs) Senior poll is happening, and that's basically like senior superlatives, where a small group of guys and girls from the senior class are picked to be the most something. Brenda wants to win a thing, and Brandon gives her shit for caring. But then he wins most likely to succeed with Andrea and changes his tune. Brenda doesn't win anything, along with Steve, who also doesn't win anything. (laughs) What was I doing when I wrote this? (laughs) Dylan wins most handsome boy, and Kelly wins most beautiful. Steve goes to talk to Mrs. Teasley to complain that the mean kids in detention keep vandalizing his books. He walks in while she's on the phone, because rude, with that school (laughs) they they went to for Christmas when Steve played Santa. It turns out that budget cuts means West Bev can't do their summer camp thing for that school this year. Steve says bummer because he really liked playing Santa for those kids at Christmas. Steve is worried that Celeste doesn't really like him anymore because she doesn't want to go to a basketball game with him. But really, I wouldn't go to a basketball game for a date either. (laughs) Brandon and Steve have to find two girls to go with them, but it's Brandon's sole responsibility for some reason to find girls. Brandon fails to get girls to double date with them, but does get the next best thing, Jim and Cindy. Jim gets home late because it's tax season and he does accounting. They miss the first half of the game, but arrive just in time for Steve to realize he gets to throw a half-court shot for a chance to win $10,000 because he totally needs more money. Anyway, he throws the basketball like it's a football and it goes in and he wins that money. After talking about the win at the Peach Pit with some of the gang, he hears from Andrea that she doesn't get to camp council some kids next year because that summer camp got canceled. He reiterates that he really liked that time he got to be Santa and anonymously <laughs> donates his winnings to, winnings to the school for the kids. Kelly doesn't like her new eating disorder support group and also didn't tell anyone outside of her family that she was going. She wants to quit and Jackie's like, that's fine, but just keep eating. When Dylan wins most handsome boy and Kelly wins most beautiful, she asks Dylan to dress up all cute with her for their picture. She puts on an evening gown, and Jackie tries to give her some helpful tips to take a good photo, but ends up giving Kelly more things about her appearance to be self-conscious about. Also, Dylan is still writing about his dad for the school paper, but won't let Kelly read what he's written so far. Kelly gets upset when she finds out that Andrea got to read it, and then she and Dylan have a fight instead of getting their picture taken. Kelly runs home and gets in another fight with her mom about her fucked-up childhood, which, fair, honestly, poor Kelly— Kelly leaves the house, and Dylan comes over to find her, but once he realizes she's not home, he knows where she is, at a playground they talked about earlier in this episode. Dylan and Kelly finally talk about all of the things that have been bothering them. He reminds Kelly that the two of them have a lot in common, and Dylan says they're soulmates and is really sweet. Kelly goes home and makes up with Jackie. Jackie cries because Kelly's kind of right, maybe she hasn't been that good of a mom, you know? But anyway... Jackie suggests they go to therapy together, and honestly, yes, thank you. Dylan and Kelly go get their picture taken, and Dylan finally lets Kelly read his writing. He dedicated his stuff to her and also wrote a bunch of sweet things about her. Oh yeah, Brenda. She wants to apply (laughs) for the University of Minnesota, but doesn't want to tell anyone, but also doesn't have $50 for the application fee. 
She asks Brandon for it, but he's got like $10 total, so she's forced to ask Jim, who is trying to not be late for a basketball game. Brenda, come on. <laughs> anyway, she applies to the school because now she's pretty sure she's way more Minnesota than Beverly Hills. Oh, yeah, and Brandon confesses to Jim that he's bad at gambling. This makes it sound like such a Jim-heavy episode. <laughs> yeah, it does, because he, like, confronts his kid or his kids confront him and they talk but it was really like two scenes <laughs> well and yeah like jim's storyline brandon jokingly asks him on a date over ice cream <laughs> they go out on this date with cindy and steve brenda confronts him brandon confronts him he tells brandon you're my only son and if you ever do something like that i'll have to beat you at a game on one-on-one and then he tells Brenda, it hurts us that you didn't include us. Because <laughs> why be nice to her? Yeah. But I then mean, he gives her $50. Yeah, it's like par for the course for them. So at least they're consistent. <laughs> I'm a little amazed they didn't come back and be like, Brenda, you can't go to Minnesota. How did you let your brother be a gambler? <laughs> I know. Like, Brenda, you lied to us about – wait. You didn't lie to us, but, you know, you didn't tell us about Brandon's gambling. So you lied to us about Brandon's gambling. How dare you not know what your brother is doing? <laughs> it was a lie of omission, Brenda. How can you go to Minnesota? You can't even control your brother from here. You're not Minnesota. You are Beverly Hills. <laughs> you aren't Minnesota. You're Brandon's sister. <laughs> You need to follow your brother. Yeah. I swear to God, you better do a better job in college than you do in high school. <laughs> or else I'm going to have to play Brandon in one-on-one. -on -one. <laughs> <laughs> like, what a punishment. <laughs> I know. I think I wrote that down. Like, literally, hold on, I have to find it now because, okay, the whole purpose of me doing my notes different was to make it easier. Um yeah, I was like, and wow, Brandon actually admits that he got into a lot of trouble with the sports gambling, and Jim doesn't even punish him. He just tells him basically that he'll never punish him, and the worst that'll happen is he has to play him in basketball. Yeah, no, it is par for the course of, like, Brandon cannot get in trouble for the things that he does with Jim. Jim might say, like, I'm disappointed in you, and yeah, that'll, you know, snowball in Brandon's head, apparently. Um <laughs> But he's never just like, you know what? You're grounded from sports? No, it's like, you know what? We're playing more sports. <laughs> yeah. It's it's like if you catch your kid smoking a cigarette and you're like, I'm going to make you smoke the whole pack. Now it's just like, I'm going to make you gamble on sports with me. Right. Let's let's see take these odds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My, my biggest gym note was, Jim is having a day. Oh, actually, I wrote, hey, Jim, felt like we haven't seen you in a while. It's it time for ice cream. I kind of like how Brandon is like the bartender in the show, but with ice cream, because um, he does that with Brenda, obviously, and we, I, I don't, I think this might be the first time we've seen him do it with Jim, which is kind of cute. He's like, oh, man, you need a double, double scoop. Yeah. <laughs> He's just like, dad, do you want to tell me about those taxes? Slides the vanilla ice cream across. <laughs> yeah. Only thing that would have made it better if he started like wiping down the counter with a towel. <laughs> also, to be fair, I've only known this for, 
you know, public accounting and public accounting's tax season is not April. Mm. But like, I'm assuming Jim is senior manager partner level. And like, frankly, no one gives a shit if the partner's not around. Yeah. Partner's never in the office anyway. I don't know what it was like in 1993, but. Yeah. And to be clear, he's a trans, trans sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> like, we don't know really what his job is. It just happens to deal with sometimes trusts and sometimes taxes and sometimes numbers and Dottie. <laughs> I, but not anymore. She's getting married. Right. I do feel like every now and then they're just like, what time of year is it? What? What's money at that time? Taxes. <laughs> He's a tax accountant in the spring. He balances big checkbooks. <laughs> I I do truly love when Brandon's just like, oh, man, you guys should totally come to this game with us. Ha, ha, ha. Like, very clearly joking. And he's just like, Brandon, that is the nicest thing you have ever. Cindy, Cindy, get in here. You will never guess what our son just said to me. It is a Friday night, and he wants to be with his parents. His papa. And then Cindy makes fruit cups. <laughs> but also somehow also conjures hot dogs in traffic before they get to the stadium when Steve's like or Brandon's like yeah we'll just get some dogs at the game they're in traffic eating hot dogs I how did I miss that <laughs> it was dark in the car <laughs> do you think he said that and she was just like you know what I have five minutes I'm gonna I'll be right back yeah, she's and like, she's challenge like, accepted. <laughs> she shoves them all into our bag, and then they're stuck in traffic, and she was like, well, we can have the game experience right here. <laughs> yeah. So, Steve, remember those fruit cups? Bam! Hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to believe that they were just listening to it on the radio in the car and eating hot dogs. I mean, tell like, that is definitely, that feels like a Cindy thing. I mean, we were just talking last episode about how she would just be, like, ready to throw an 18th birthday party. Yeah. She's ready to throw a Lakers game. She is. She's an omnia paratus, ready for everything or anything. So that's another Gilmore Girls. I, I know. That's Gilmore I know. Girls. I haven't, I haven't spoken about Gilmore Girls in, in, in many moons. So in it was quite time. a while. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I was watching something that referenced... Uh, a year in the life and it was like can you believe how long ago that was and I was like that was four years ago no it Holy wasn't shit. no it 26 2016 what what, oh, what? really what yeah. I swear to god it doesn't feel that long ago I'm flummoxed like what <laughs> Did I break you? Do we need to stop? Caitlin, <laughs> you and I have been friends for way longer than I thought because I remember watching all of Gilmore Girls before I watched Year in the Life and just sending you like Snapchats of scenes and my commentary. That was when I had a Snapchat. Man, has it been four years since I've had a Snapchat? <laughs> oh my God. I'm November. also calling it a Snapchat. So. <laughs> Do the kids still use the Snapchat? <laughs> yeah. What was I? I was either listening or watching something, and somebody referred to Instagram as IG, and was like, "That's what the kids are calling it this these days." 
Like, are they talking. though? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, I call it that, so I don't think so. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> if I say it, they, they they most definitely are not. The kids are not saying that. Oh. Well, I can't possibly get back on track after that. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I got You know what the kids are doing? Talking about their feelings. They are. Well, some of the kids. Some of the kids. Yeah, it was that one kid. And I, I'm i realizing now how like meaningful it was that she's having this conversation about you know how much of a struggle it was. And she put on the weight. She gets out of the hospital. She goes home. And like people tell her that – essentially like they tell her that she put on weight. She interprets that you look like you put on weight so she won't leave her house. And then she says – I had to get out because of my mom. And I was like, Kelly and Jackie have a whole thing. Mm-hmm. I see. I'm on board now. Yeah. I mean, I'm a little surprised we opened on the support group just because I genuinely thought Kelly wasn't taking it seriously. And I just was thinking she was, I thought eventually she would go to one, but not that we would start with one and then, you know, go from there. But I definitely agree with you. And now that we've watched this, I think I think the writers handle it way better than you and I would have thought of it, right? Yeah. Because right after that is when Kelly is at home and she's talking to Jackie being like, you can't make me go back there. Like these girls are talking about pinching off feeding tubes and like all this stuff. And, you know, all I did was accidentally too many pills. Like, look, I even bought a burger on my way home. And she takes that like teeny tiny little bite of one. And I was like, I can see what she's doing. She keeps saying this. Oh, I'll pig out three times. Mm-hmm. I bought a burger. Look, I'm fine. Um, and I mean, Jackie even says, I think at this point where she's talking about, you know, being a model and seeing models throw away their health and their careers and all this stuff. But then basically, you know, Kelly pulls this burger out and is like, don't make me go back there. And Jackie's just like, Okay. Yeah, Kelly's all, it even has mayonnaise on it, which if you make that comment, you're clearly not okay with it, right? Yeah, you're very clearly like 150 calories of mayonnaise. Yep. And then Jackie's just like, oh, well, don't, Dylan's an AA, you know, he should understand better, which that that is true. He should understand better than most. But then you would also think that Jackie would be like, well, Dylan's also an AA and he has been and he doesn't like it's not like he. I don't know. I, I don't know how to quite say it, but basically like he's an AA despite the length that's been the length of time it's been since he's actually had a drink or, you know, binge drank or whatever it was. So you would think Jackie would be like making him even more of an example to say, well, you pro- you need to go like do this because we clearly this was a problem. It may may not be the same problem that some of these other folks are having, but like you still got to go. Well, but and she like didn't. This, this is a process that, you know, might doesn't necessarily end, right? right? Like you know, you may still have a backslide. You may still have those disordered eating thoughts and, you know, this is the way you handle it, which is the same way that Dylan handles his drinking is like if he feels an urge, he goes to a meeting. And I do find it interesting. I also didn't write down exactly what she says, but she basically doesn't want to tell Dylan that she's in an eating disorder group because it makes her feel like damaged goods, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she like 
She's worried that he won't find her attractive anymore. Yeah. And just, like, it is it is so heartbreaking to me. Also, why didn't Dylan encourage her to go to these things? Like, this feels like something they should be talking about. Well, and I think I, I, think I make this point a little bit later on. Um, yeah, I do. But basically, it's very clear that we're almost getting Dylan and Kelly's relationships perspective from Kelly. Um, we're not seeing a whole lot of Dylan's side of things. We just see it. We see Dylan's quote unquote side of things through Kelly's eyes. And so I think what they're trying to point out is up into this up until this point, the relationship is predominantly physical and they don't have the same kind of um, issues and talks and serious moments like he did with Brenda. I mean, because she even brings up later, like, why doesn't he just go back to Brenda? And it's not, I don't think even Kelly would admit that she thinks that Brenda's more attractive than Kelly, but that they got each other on an emotional level and they had this depth to their relationship that clearly, in Kelly's mind, Dylan doesn't think of Kelly in that same way. Like he only sees her as like a piece of ass and like just for their physical connection and and not serious, not to be taken seriously and all this stuff. So I guess I can kind of see, I don't remember what I started this point with, but it's, I, they I don't think, talk about that stuff, basically. They don't talk about it. Yeah. And I, I definitely think I get what you're saying because I realized I did write down one quote. This I wrote down two quotes this week because they were both gross. But one is Dylan's. And like, yeah, there's it takes over like the span of the entire episode. So I don't want to talk about it all quite yet. But I think I definitely see where you're coming from. Like she's uh, she's the fun girl. Yeah, she's the most beautiful girl. Yeah. She's beautiful, happy, just good to go. Like you don't have to worry about drama like you did with Brenda. You just you just got Kelly. Yeah, and I mean, we've seen in, it's been building these last few episodes how Kelly doesn't really know how to handle Dylan's grief and she doesn't know what to say. She doesn't know what to do. Um and up until this point, like she hasn't had to do anything. I mean, she's just kind of been physically there for him and I, I do think she's been emotionally available even though she's had her trauma and her um her own problems but Dylan hasn't really taken the opportunity to like let her in so she's just like oh well I guess I'm not good enough for that I'm not important enough for you to share even if I don't know what to do well and yeah think about um I think the episode was the child is the father to the man when they're Dylan and Kelly are at Dylan's house and then Jim shows up to bring him back to the Walsh house and like, you know, all of that. And the conversation we had then of like, Kelly was physically there for him. She was there. She was like, I'm, you know, I am here to talk to you, to be your shoulder, to lean on and all this stuff. And he went to Brenda and she was just like, I don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. Clearly what I did didn't work. Yeah. Yep. So I totally understand it. I mean, and and while I think you're totally right, like Dylan should have been the one to suggest even joining a support group. They just don't talk about that stuff. And so whether or not it, it's right or wrong, it's just that's just what they're at least that's what we've been kind of told their relationship is um, until this episode. 
Yeah. And I mean, I guess I want to kind of like put an asterisk on my own comment of like, I don't think it is Dylan's fault that he didn't bring it up. I don't think it was like his responsibility and we should, you know, grab pitchforks and whatnot. Like, yeah, I think it's a fault in their relationship that they do address in this episode that, you know, if they're going to be together, I hope they keep addressing, but it just made me think of it. Yeah. But speaking of Brenda, she really wants to win this senior poll popularity contest. And then, yeah, Brandon is just like, I don't care about popularity contests. I don't care about anything. I'm Brandon. (laughs) Regular guy. Brandon Walsh, how the heck are you? Or whatever you said. (laughs) Which was a popularity contest. He went for class president. Mm -hmm. But yeah, she's like, it's not a popularity contest. It's more of an I've known you forever contest because you're going to vote for the people you've known since second grade. And then yeah, Brandon doesn't care. (laughs) Steve shows up to take Brandon away from that conversation to be like, hey, do you remember that I got Celeste? Do you remember <laughs> yeah. that Celeste and I want to go on a date? Do you remember that Celeste wants to go on a date with me and I also have two other tickets so you should come and there should also be another girl? If you can get a girl, but I have Celeste, so you'd have to get another girl. You'd have to find – I already have a date. You'd, you'd have to get a date. <laughs> also, actually, can you find me a date too? <laughs> yeah. But, like, <laughs> this, this is the first quote I wrote down because this is where Steve says, bring condoms because I feel lucky. It's like, no. It's like Steve is basically the, um, like, the human form of the angel and the devil on your shoulder. Like, he's just, he's both in one yeah. human because he's most of the time probably, like, at least 80%. Maybe I'm not being generous enough, but at least 80% like a good guy. But there's just that one comment <laughs> or two. Sometimes it's two. And you're just like, wait a minute. That's gross, Steve. That's not what I signed up for. <laughs> yeah, because they're like, they're not even just like mid-level gross. They're like super gross or like actually 100% racist. And then you're right. just like, Steve, what are you doing? Yep. Because, yeah, right after this, he's like, I need to get out of double detention. And he finds out that um, the Alvarado Street Elementary School kids usually do a summer camp at Beverly Hills High, but they can't this year because the budget got cut. And, like, (laughs) the first of many mentions, like Mary said, of him being like, I was Santa. I really enjoyed being Santa. Hey, Mrs. Teasley, remember when I was Santa? I wish she had been like, I do remember, and you were supposed to be in detention. <laughs> yeah. And he was just like, um, what? I didn't mention Santa. Who said Santa? You said Santa. <laughs> I don't. You know what? I don't actually need to be in here right now. I'll talk to you later. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. That, that is, that, ha- that's like the, that's the only, I want one sentence for that scene. And it was Steve goes to Mrs. Teasley's office where she gets off the phone with the Alvarado Street Elementary School. And apparently West Bev can't afford to do a summer camp. Which is bullshit. There's <laughs> no way that West Beverly Hills High School cannot afford to do a summer camp. I was thinking the same thing, but like, 
I didn't because I don't fully know how school funding works. Like, obviously, private schools can accept donations and things like that. I don't know if public school – I mean, I know there's a PTA and stuff, and you can do fundraisers. But, like, as far as budget, no clue. I mean, according to this episode, you true. can donate to this cause. That's true. Um, and there's one other comment from, like, before he goes to talk to Mrs. Teasley – where he's got the tickets to the Lakers game and he's trying to get Brandon to go with him. And Brandon is uncomfortable because it's like, man, I was just doing all of this gambling on basketball. And Steve is just like, it's totally fine. Don't worry about it. Come with me. Yeah. He's like, this is in-person basketball. You don't have to sit at home and watch it with your notepad or whatever yeah, you do. Yeah, he's like, there's no bookies in our section. We're in the bookie-free section. <laughs> yeah. Steve, this is this is like – it's, it was a totally valid concern that Brandon has, and Steve's just like, girls, legs. Babes. Did Mega I mention babes? babes? Yeah. <laughs> cool uh. babes. New babes. <laughs> Not yet existent babes. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But yeah, and then after that, Dylan and Kelly are basically, like, Kelly comes up to Dylan. He's clearly, clearly writing stuff down, and she's, like, annoyed that he didn't call her back last night, and it says that he's been writing about his dad, and he's just stressed out, yada, yada, yada. Then he goes to bring the rough draft over to Andrea, and I was then all of a sudden, like, given the realization of, wait, is he writing a book? I know. He calls it chapter one and gives her, like, a solid, you know... Stack. Yeah, and... I do love that he was like, you're going to have to edit it down so you can put an excerpt of it into the blaze, which, you know, that makes more sense to me of like, okay, he intends like a couple paragraphs, maybe a page total. Right. And then I like died a little inside where he's like, you don't have to read it. And she's like, I'm going to make time to read it. <laughs> I was like, are Dylan and Andrea my new favorite friendship? No, they don't have a good ship name. Don Dondria. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Told ya. Unless it's Delandria. Dildria. I'll think about it. I'm going to think on this one. Okay. I, I'm not against Dildria. <laughs> What's the... Uh, why am I forgetting Andrea's last name? Zuckerman. 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 Because there he calls is. her Zuckerman. He's like, hey, yeah. Zuckerman, someone's at the door. So it's got to be like Mick Zuckerman or something for McKay or... Zuckay. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> oh, man. But, I mean, that's literally it. Like, we get this, like, cute little seed, and then they're like, but did we mention senior poll? Yeah. Because we go, then, like, back mm -hmm. outside, and Brandon and Kelly are talking, right? Because Kelly wants to know what's going on with the senior poll because the blaze runs it. And that's when she says, I don't want to be remembered as the girl who OD'd on her 18th birthday. Which was yep. heartbreaking to me. Yeah. Because, I mean, I don't know when the voting was, like, open and how long it was and how long you had to cast your vote and how the voting process works. But, like, that just happened. So if voting closed today, Friday, I, it, we don't know. And we don't know technically if this is a Monday. I, I think it's later in the week because of the Lakers game. But, yeah, this is fresh. And so there is a chance that, like, that's what people remember. Now, granted... That shouldn't take away if you think somebody's most beautiful. Like, right. It just shouldn't. But it's teenagers. And yeah. 
not much then, has ha- like not much has happened during their 18 17 18 years of life so yeah but i do love that you know she says that and brandon is just like well i'm really glad that you're back yeah and i was like i mean she didn't really go anywhere but like i love it I yeah. like it. I think the the thing that kind of gets to me is I know that there's going to be a Brandon Kelly at some point, and I, I'm not on board for that. I'm just not. Don't. No. You. No. The only Brelly I want is Brenda and Kelly. Right? That's fair. That's a very fair point. And I just don't think this one's going to be good. But, you know, luckily, Steve barges in to ruin the moment. And... <laughs> He's just like, well, you know, Brandon's going to win most likely to succeed and Kelly is going to win best dress or most beautiful, mm-hmm. most beautiful. Brandon, Brandon and Andrea get most likely, likely to succeed. Dylan and Kelly get most handsome and most beautiful. David gets most talented. At this point, I think you only know that Donna got best dressed. But then later you find out she also won most naive, friendliest and funniest laugh. Which now that I think about it, have we heard Donna laugh? I don't think so. Maybe once. All I can really think of is her laugh as um, Screech's girlfriend and Saved by the Bell. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. But yeah, she won four awards. Telling you, game recognizes game. Like, this school (laughs) knows that Donna is the best. So. And then, yeah, because. Somebody else wins done most for the class because they got a discount at a store. <laughs> yeah. That's then, like do you guys remember those um like cards you got in high school that gave you like certain like student discounts or whatever if you brought it to like your waffle house or it was mostly restaurants, but like the did, boy scouts or something did this or I don't remember who it was, but you could like buy a membership a little like card and I don't remember how much it was, but then you'd get a certain percentage off at like certain locations of things. No, just yeah. me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm si- yeah, no, I'm sitting here thinking like, would anyone even bother to come to our high school for that? I well, don't I mean, remember. this was just for the students. So like we just had a little keychain, and like you could, yeah, anyway, it, it's cool. So. It was cooler in high school. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, and if someone's going to give me like $10 off Waffle House, I'm not going to say no. Yeah, I mean, or I think 10%. it was like, I was going to say, I think it was like 10 cents <laughs> off a of Waffle House, but. <laughs> yeah, no, $10 would be like, I'm eating for a week. Yeah. <laughs> you forgot most athletic is Tony Miller. <laughs> no, I did not forget most athletic is Tony Miller because that was, the, that was the last thing I wanted to talk about because I was like, who else knows about the steroids? Like, he's not athletic. He's drugged. He's juiced. <laughs> and like, I, I also love that Tony Miller has just like continued to exist. Right. They, they like him so much. They're just like, yeah, man, we'll, we'll write a part in for you. <laughs> <laughs> we already put you in an episode and gave you lines. Like, <laughs> just stay. Yeah. Like, he asked Brenda to dance in the last episode. Yep. And at this point, we've seen him more than we've seen Kyle. Oh, Kyle. Uh, Kyle. I miss Kyle. Kyle was the best. We only knew him for like two episodes, but man, he was the best. (laughs) He was so much better. It's because this show needs gay people. I'm just convinced. This show needs a lot of things. (laughs) Like, 
oh my. <laughs> yeah as soon as we were talking about how tony miller keeps appearing i was like well he is a white boy that's true so yeah you well. know <laughs> uh any who's all we anyway um but yeah i mean like he's the only one outside of the gang that gets mentioned that we know of and then they throw in like two random three random names because they've got did most for the class biggest flirt and then biggest flirt et which was stupid but yeah, yeah. whatever like it should have been like biggest flirt and also biggest flirt but a, <laughs> a biggest girl or- flirt <laughs> yeah like i'm pretty sure that's what it was in our high school it was just biggest flirts and then you had a boy and a girl did we even have that category i assume we did i don't know we got best smile we had most likely to succeed we had like good eyes and well we best had, eyes the superlatives we had um, something about laughing or sneezing <laughs> we had Funny. like yeah it was like class clown and like, what was the other one that we had? Oh, we had one that was like most likely to like take home to parents or something stupid like that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think I think we had like most dramatic or something. Mm. Whatever. Anyway, it doesn't matter because Dylan won most handsome, but he's not there because apparently this is an award that you have to show up to the ceremony to accept. And you don't like, even accept an award. Like, you're just was, there. <laughs> yeah, they were like, where's Dylan? Oh, you know, anything to not participate in school activities. And then Kelly wins, and she's just like, all by myself. And she goes up to the front. Like, no one else did that. Donna won four awards. <laughs> she was probably just like, thank you. Yeah. Like, and then she was on. announcing them. Mm-hmm. She's like, I, oh, it's me? Thanks, David, my person who's also saying words i i would love if she was just like me again oh me again oh me (laughs) again like at some point when she's the one announcing the winners and she's winning four of them it's rigged also the fact that brandon and andrea got most likely to succeed and the poll was run by the newspaper staff and sure they said that the juniors kept the things not there where they could be reached <laughs> right now like where is my brain um yeah unaccessible is the word that i was looking for <laughs> but brandon and andrea definitely put their names in also like which don't get me wrong you don't have to get straight a's to be most likely to succeed but if we're really thinking about andrea who is like going to Yale, Yale, and Brandon, who's skating by on, like, I think he said at one point, like, a BC average or something, who hasn't decided on a school yet. I don't know. Are the boys just not that great? (laughs) I have, no, I have an answer for this. At the beginning of this season, wasn't Brandon just like, I'm a senior now, I'm gonna coast? Yes, yes, he was. And then he was still made co-editor without doing shit because Mr. Myers just gave it to him. And so I think all those little people at the newspaper at the Blaze were just like, well, that's how you get somewhere. He's most likely to succeed. I do nothing and I get the best job. That's a fair point. There was 
it just made me think of there's a scene in um which you'll get there in Legends Legends of Tomorrow, but there's a scene where basically one of the characters is like, Yeah, I if you need somebody to schmooze, I'm real good at schmoozing and the other character is like, Well, I'm really bad at it, so that might help and then but she's like, but you don't even know the blah, blah, blah. Because she's going through like all the technical things that he would have to know. And he's like, oh, and then just starts like blah, 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 blah. And she finally agree- agrees to it. And he's like, you just got schmoozed. And it's like, that's Brandon. That's Brandon. He just mm-hmm. gets what he wants by not doing anything. Yeah. No, that's exactly what has happened here. And he just he just got most likely to succeed. I don't think he's the most likely to succeed. I also love... Steve was so upset he didn't get biggest flirt. And honestly, he should have. <laughs> I know, like this is garbage. I think, <laughs> I think it made more sense for Brenda to be upset about done most for the class, especially because at the beginning of this episode, they list the resume of like, just so you remember, this is why you, the audience, should also think that she wins this. Right. And doesn't. And then Steve is just like, this is a crock. Like flip a table, leave the courtyard. <laughs> I bet you anything, though, that Steve only flirted with pretty girls and the guy who won flirted with all of the girls. That's, That's a good point. True. That's a good point. We'll never know. In fact, know. some might call it the best point because this is superlatives. <laughs> anyway. You stop that. I'm sorry. I accept. <laughs> <laughs> um... Well, yeah. Okay. So, you know, we get through all the superlatives. Kelly wins most beautiful. And then technically the next scene is Kelly and Dylan at, no, it's Dylan at Dylan's house because he's talking to Andrea and she's talking about his writing and he calls her Zuckerman and it's adorable. And I just want that friendship in my life now. And he has to leave because somebody's at the door and there's Kelly holding up another bag of greasy food. And it is a cute scene, but I do think this kind of goes along with the line of, like, she's the fun girlfriend. Yeah, it's like, true. She shows up with Chinese food and is like, did somebody order takeout? Like, how cute I am. I did actually think it was really funny. Maybe this will be my quote of the week just because, like, I didn't have one. But when she's like, did somebody order takeout? And Dylan turned around and he's like, anybody order takeout? <laughs> no, I like, don't know why it made me giggle. <laughs> that's the thing. Like, they had that, like, really cute moment. And then honestly, like after that, it went downhill because I didn't write about that. I just wrote, why does anyone want to date Dylan? Yeah, I got you, girl. I basically because- said, like, Dylan's talking about going back to his roots, like going to that playground, foreshadowing, um, because he's never mentioned that before. And then Kelly just wants him to dress up for the senior thing. And he's like, no, I'll wear a paper bag over my head. And she's like, well, no, I want you to dress up in like, a really nice tux and like all this stuff and I'm going to wear a ball gown and it's going to be a cute thing and he's like nope don't want to do it will not do it won't uh but if I have to I'll wear a bag over my face and she's like what wait so now you're embarrassed to be seen with me like it goes there just but straight like, ahead. I mean I that's the thing she's like all ready to dive into the spirit and she's like so excited we're gonna have our picture in the blaze like da 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 I came up with a really fun idea and he's just like no it's dumb yeah and like yeah so this has happened every single time he doesn't want to go to prom when Brenda wants to go to prom Kelly wants to dress up for a picture he doesn't want to dress up for a picture so I'm like how do these girls keep falling for him he doesn't want to go to parties he wants to be by himself he doesn't 
want to participate in school activities and like Brenda organized the pigskin prom and he didn't want to go with her or whatever it was at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then they make up, quote unquote, by like starting to make out. And this was the other quote I wrote down where Dylan says, you should have won sexiest best lover. And yep. then I puked and I turned the episode off and I never finished it. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just going to reiterate what I said earlier when I said that Kelly feels like she's just a piece of ass to Dylan. And honestly, where's the lie? This is not the first time he's done this. Mm -hmm. Where he said, like, I I don't remember the exact quote on the boat, but he's like, oh, you know, we'll go somewhere and shipwreck and you'll be my sex slave. And she's just like. When Steve gets stranded on a desert island, he brings sunscreen. <laughs> yeah. And a cell phone. Not Dylan. <laughs> I mean, I, again, do I really think Dylan, all Dylan thinks is Kelly is just a pretty face and a good body? Of course not. But that's what we're being directed toward because not only is Kelly in a very emotional spot right now, she's got tons of insecurities because of everything that happened. Plus, let's be real, she hasn't really, and again, not to her fault, but she hasn't really confided in him with these feelings. So in one way, you know, she hasn't let Dylan know that this type of behavior from him and these words that he's saying bother her. But at the same time, he hasn't exactly been there for her in the same way that she's been there for them. He comes in at the last second, like we talked about last episode, to stay with her at the hospital. Cool. Where was he the whole time she's been taking these diet pills and refusing to eat? Like, uh, well, I know it's high school, but they look like they're 30. I mean, <laughs> ugh. Well, and I think you're totally right. I think, you know, it's it's a lot of factors. It's we're seeing this from Kelly's point of view. So, you know, we're not we're not seeing how Dylan actually cares about because this is the exact same thing that happened with Brenda like she had her little she had her pregnancy scare they went to the doctor she you know got her period at the doctor and was like oh I'm not pregnant anymore and then she walks out and he's like well what about birth control like did you ask about that and she's just like you're literally only in this for sex go away and then Kelly gets mad at him because she's there too yeah and then somehow the same thing happens to Kelly and we're all supposed to be surprised. Now, I'm not blaming Kelly for that. I still don't think that Dylan looks at anybody as just sexual objects. Yeah. It, like, he just doesn't do a good job of showing that. He's – I also – now that we're saying it, I wonder how much of this is just like girls can't have fun sexual relationships. Good point. Good point, because we don't know anybody else as actively having sex that's a woman and having a good time. Yeah. No, it's, you know, they, they're they sexual beings with Dylan, because I guess that's just... That's the, the expectation. Sex. Yeah, that's the one they put in the show to have sex with people and, like, actually do that, because Steve's not getting laid. And then they have to feel bad about it. For whatever reason, we have to punish them. Yep. Yeah, I can't prove that. I can't say anything. I'm just saying this is the second time this has happened with a girl dating Dylan Mm -hmm. where 
they have a sexual relationship, everything's going fine, all of a sudden, and, you know, not all of a sudden, this has been building up, but, like, she is miserable, and they make a comment of, you know, we're never having sex again. Yeah, like, that's the punishment. Yeah. Or 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 that's the, like, um, the last resort or something, like, yeah, which we'll get to that. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I honestly didn't mean to bring it up. Oh, this no, early it's... in the episode <laughs> yeah no, but that's like fine. it just it just happened because that's they're you know about to have sex and she says better safe than sorry and goes to get her bag which i assume she's got condoms in it instead of he does which is but... just like okay whatever but she looks sad about it like which... she picks up that bag and yeah you see it all over her face and i was I, I thought about that and i was gonna wait to mention it but i'll just go ahead and say it like jenny garth like does a great job this episode uh, like it's almost like you don't truly appreciate her acting until she gets the scenes like the fight scenes like she's had with brenda before like she hasn't with dylan in this episode like she has with jackie but then you see stuff like that and you're like okay hold on am i supposed to pick up on this like and you can really appreciate it like what she's giving you when she's not having to speak and yeah i just think i mean there's Several people in this episode that did a great job. I thought Jenny Gard did. I thought um, Luke Perry did. And I thought the actress who plays Jackie does a great job. But I just think I've said it before. I'll say it again. I'll say it for 300 episodes. How, how, is that how many we have? It's like, yeah, it's like 298 or something. I almost said, is it 400? No. <laughs> but um, I'll say it for every episode that Jenny Garth is one of the best, if not the best, actresses in this show i'm not gonna say character while i love kelly taylor pure actresses or actors in general she's one of the best i think the th like uh you know because she is kelly taylor we haven't seen anybody else play kelly taylor but i think you know she just does all of these little like kelly things so easily like yes you know in the last couple episodes when, you know, people put food in front of her and she's barely eating, she's like, I'm not hungry. It's not like, it's not overacted. It's not underacted. Like, I think she does it perfectly. Like, oh, I'm not hungry. And then just like continues the scene. Like, yep. there's no pause. There's no like awkward looking around of like, I'm going to make it very obvious what Kelly's doing. Like, I she's mean, just very natural. Yeah. Like, even exactly that part that you were talking about where she just reaches, she's like, better safe than sorry, reaches for her back and just gives that look, but it's not overacted. It's like very, very seamless from the conversation to picking up her bag to looking in it and then kind of like putting her hair behind her ear. Like, I don't know. I mean, I'm definitely not an expert on acting, but I do love TV and movies. And I just, I totally agree. I think it's very natural. And she, clearly has like made this character like from top to bottom from every you're not guessing you don't feel like any mannerism or any kind of like piece of dialogue feels out of place or that she takes it differently than what she's built into this character I don't know I just got lots of kudos from my girl Jenny Garth yeah no I think she knocked it out of the park yeah um and then <laughs> while she's off doing that we go over to the Walsh's house and this is where Brandon is supposed to be like trying to find dates for him and Steve and for some reason Brenda's keeping her University of Minnesota application in her school directory mm -hmm. which is weird 
But that's how Brandon finds it and is like, you can't be thinking about going back there. Like, we were going to go to University of California together. We made this agreement. Nobody in Minnesota has even thought about you. When was the last time Darla gave you a passing thought? Which I was just like, y'all, we can have like two friends. She can have two <laughs> friends in Minnesota. But then, yeah, she says, you know, oh, well, maybe like 20 minutes ago when I called her so that we could talk about rooming together. She yeah. Means, so eat shit, Brandon. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah. It is funny how he immediately just goes like, he's like, oh, is this a university? I must talk shit about everything you think of right now. <laughs> I know. Like, he was like, <laughs> he's like, oh, you want to go here? You don't have friends there. <laughs> yeah. It was just Damn. so immediate. <laughs> like, Damn, Brandon. Come on, Brando. But yeah, I mean, they have a whole conversation where she's like, I'm just keeping my options open. Um, And then she's like, but I've already figured out my rooming situation. So, (laughs) you know, and then (laughs) I guess Brandon is just like, "Okay, cool. I still really need to go call this girl because that's when Brent is like, don't you not like her? And he's like, "Uh, uh, dates, (laughs) (laughs) girls, babes. Yeah. I just, oh, I wish he just like walked out of the room just like babes, babes, yeah. hot babes, new babes, those babes, my babes, even my babes, yeah, our babes. <laughs> and then he calls her. She can't go on a date. Yep. So Jim, next best thing. I just I can't get over it. I know we already talked about it, but the idea that like Cindy runs in and they're just like. Our son wants to spend time with us. It's like, even if, which we know Jim likes basketball. We have no idea if Cindy does or not. But I assume she has at least attended basketball games because Brandon played basketball. But I can just picture, like, Jim and Cindy being those kind of parents where they, even if they absolutely hate it, they're going to do it because their precious baby boy was like, spend time with me. And they're like, oh, my God. What? Me? (laughs) No, I think that's exactly why Steve was like, you have to sit next to your mom. Because truly, I think Steve would choose Cindy over Jim in, like, ordinary circumstances. But he's just like, I don't need to be sitting here, uh, you know, explaining to your mom what, you know, fouls are, what the point clock, the shot clock is, like, any of this. I don't have time for this. Because, yeah, I imagine Cindy sits there and is just like, well, I'm just here to have a good time with my son. Oh, would you look at those cheerleaders, Brandon? Why don't you ask one of them out? (laughs) Um, Excuse me, miss, over here. My son, Brandon. Oh, I I remember when he was in diapers. (laughs) He either just turned 18 in November or his birthday's this summer. Who knows? (laughs) But anyway, date him. Oh, my God. I... I do really want to, like, make this canon that Jim and Cindy don't actually know when their children's birthday is. It's like how in Jits Creek, Moira doesn't know Alexis's middle name. <laughs> you looked very Chinese as a child. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I am truly picturing Jim being like, you're going to be 18 this summer. Right? Did I get it? <laughs> Are you? Because you're you- 18, right? <laughs> In November? (laughs) You know, Brandon, you're 18. Soon. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I love it. 
Yeah, I really don't think they know. <laughs> I don't think they do. <laughs> I mean, I guess this would be like, in all fairness, like, you know, Kelly and Jackie have their stuff. Dylan and his parents have their stuff. Steve and his mom have their stuff. The Walshes don't really have stuff except for like the expectations on Brandon and the fact that they always punish Brenda in a way. But this could be their thing. Like, this is the trauma the twins face. Is like they'd like to share a birthday if they knew when it was. <laughs> <laughs> Some years it's November, the next year it's May. And they're just like, they haven't figured it out. But if we're going to get presents every six months, will I say no? <laughs> no. Of course not. Oh my gosh. And then, okay, so that part doesn't happen yet. This is the next stuff coming up is when. Kelly like raids Jackie's closet to get that like really pretty evening gown and like full length sleeves right the mm -hmm. gloves yep and she's like oh you know I wanted to surprise you that I won this thing look I raided your closet and then Jackie is just like well you need to know your angle your eyes are awful you are too pale your neck is your best feature so what you did with your hair is wrong ouch I understand to an extent what Jackie's doing because obviously Jackie used to be a model. Like she was told this stuff for the majority of her like teenage and then probably into her adult life. So she's probably trying to use this as a bonding moment at the very least. However, this, your daughter also just OD'd on diet pills and you understand this environment. So probably not the best time to be talking about ways to make your, and for all fairness, perfect daughter feel like she doesn't look perfect. Yeah. No, that's what I wrote is I was like, for someone whose daughter has body issues, Jackie's really not getting it. Yep. Like, and you can see it. It's another one where you can see it on Kelly's face. Mm-hmm. Just like, Cool. I was really excited about being most beautiful. And then you're just like, well, you're not. Yep. Uh, and I think we can all kind of relate to that. Like not to this extreme, but just the fact of being so excited and wanting to share that excitement with somebody who either would, you would think in your mind would be proud of you for that or would be excited for you. And then they don't have the reaction you're looking for but it's not even just that it's that they go the other way and end up making you feel worse about it I mean I know I'm a naturally excitable person so nine times out of ten people don't react the way I want them to but it's those times when they actually make me like no longer excited that's it's so deflating oh yeah I mean like I I could feel it yeah like her having this feeling I was just like oh god my heart Mm-hmm. Like, I know you this feel feeling. feel a drop. Yeah. Yeah. I, and then it's just like, honestly, from then on, it just like spirals and spirals and spirals. Like, you know, that was like not outright anger, but like you can see it in Kelly's face. And then the next day at school, I think, is when, you know, Steve figures out that Brandon gave away his tickets to his parents. And Steve's just like, your parents? I have to hang out with Jim and Cindy? Mm hmm And then he's like, fine with it. But he's like, all right, fine. But you're sitting next to your mother. Yep. And then they, you know, go to the bathroom. You know, Donna's making comments about being too naive. Uh, Andrea is in that little suit. And I loved she it. 
She and Brandon are matching. They're I, literally wearing the same thing. <laughs> I loved it so much. I really hope that's a promo picture somewhere and I want to find oh. it. Oh, I would love it. Right? Like, they looked so cute. Honestly, mm-hmm. I bet, you know, Jackie er, – Jackie. <laughs> Honestly, I bet Kelly and Dylan looked really cute in their outfits too, but we never get to see it Yep. because Kelly makes a comment in the bathroom uh, about, like, how nothing on her face looks good, and Andrea's like, well, you're beautiful, and then she was like, I got a nose job, and it's still not right, and, like, just – absolutely defeatist and I honestly forgot she got a nose job like yeah. I, d- I just forgot about it and then like you know very much off the cuff Andrea mentions that she's read Dylan's stuff and it's like mm-hmm. well Dylan thinks you're beautiful and that's when like it just goes off yeah that's the that's the straw that broke the camel's back and she storms out well she, first she's like what like you've read his manuscript and she storms out, and side note, I love the fact that Dylan wore, like, a full tux with tails and a cane and a top hat with Converse. And he was like, just like, oh, I'm Fred Astaire. And they were like, I you're know. not. You're not. <laughs> but it was so cute. And, yeah, but then Kelly storms out and is like, what the hell? Like, And this is the boiling point where she's finally, not tactfully, but doing it, where she's admitting, like, you don't feel good like you don't feel like I'm worth it to share these details about your life this this manuscript you've been pouring your heart out in with me you only care I forget I should have written it down but she specifically says like I'm good enough to for you to have sex with but not good enough for anything else yeah no that's almost I feel like that's almost exactly what she says to him and yeah like it's that and then she just leaves. She's like, no, mm-hmm. I don't want to take this picture with you anymore. And then storms out. And then we cut over to the Taylor house because she storms in and goes right past Jackie. And like, I don't know, I guess Jackie was going to come in thinking like, oh, I'll say something to her and then she'll talk to me and like, we'll work this out. But she comes in and is like, oh, how'd the photo shoot go? And then Jackie or Kelly just starts screaming at her essentially Mm -hmm. yeah because she starts basically listing all the ways that jackie messed her up oh my god as a kid like the fact that i mean and we've never heard any of this like because we don't have all of the backstory of them being children but like if any of this is true this is bad like she put her on weight watchers when she was 12 years old which i'm like first of all you look like, like to Kelly Taylor, you look like this. There's no way you would have ever been on Weight Watchers at 12 years old and have this body now. Like after going through puberty and all that, it just, anyway. And the, But that's just horrible. Like why would you ever plant that seed in your child's mind? Anyway, then she says like, you gave me, you let me get a nose job when I was 15 and she, and Jackie's all, you wanted it. And, and Kelly's like, you let me. <laughs> well, and Kelly's like, because you told me to want it. Yeah. Like, she's like, you've always loved fashion and beauty. And Kelly's like, that's because that's what you talked about. Yeah. And yeah, because going back to the Weight Watchers thing, you really get the idea that Kelly probably looked very much like this when she was 12. Yeah. And then, you know, we have to, I guess, assume coked up, drugged out. Jackie was like, okay, well, you look like that. But, yep, because she's probably honestly projecting, which is not an excuse, 
But it's like, if this was coked up, drugged out Jackie Taylor, she was absolutely projecting onto Kelly. Well, and no 12-year-old knows that and can like emotionally separate those things. They have to be like, my mom has seen a flaw in me. And God, to say the sentence, my mom sees a flaw in me Mm. at, you know, maybe she didn't say it that way, but at 12. Like, yep. of, like how someone who is supposed to give you absolute unconditional love to hear that is so damaging or to yeah. hear or to hear just I don't know and then maybe yeah. that love just isn't unconditional yeah and then plastic surgery to change your face at, at 15 uh, yeah at 15 and like yeah they have this this huge blow up and Kelly blames her for, you know, making her shallow and giving her all of these, you know, body image issues and disordered eating thoughts. And she storms out of the house. And Mm -hmm. frankly, nobody has any idea where she's gone. Yeah. And somehow after all of that, we go back to the Walsh's. (laughs) Yeah, we're still at the house. (laughs) Yeah, well, because, like, Brandon's getting ready to leave. Brenda comes into his room and needs to borrow $50 because she doesn't want to tell Jim. She makes a comment about borrowing the money from Steve, which I kind of wish that she had asked him just for Steve to be like, what am I, the Bank of Walsh? (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Like, come on, y'all. And then, yeah, and then Jim comes in. It's like, oh, I'm going to only be two seconds. And that's when Brenda's like, I need $50 so that I can apply to go out of state. And then Cindy goes up and she only needs two seconds and, you know, whatever. And then they get stuck in track. Like, yeah, I mean, it's like totally didn't need this. (laughs) Yeah, it's – I get that, you know, they want all these storylines. They want some levity in this, but it just felt so weird because, yeah, they – they get stuck in traffic. They get to the game late. You know, somehow Steve has the ticket to win the half court shot. He's getting himself all psyched up. So Brandon and Jim go back to buy the locker rooms to, you know, make him feel better. Then Brandon tells Jim about his gambling issues. Jim is like, chin up there, buddy. <laughs> no problemo, bud. And then, yeah, it's like, you're uh, 18 (laughs) soon now. You're around 18 years old. My children can't talk to me. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, because basically, like, he's Jim's getting all insecure because Brandon wouldn't tell him about his illegal sports gambling and that it got worse. And then Brenda doesn't want to tell him that she was thinking about maybe possibly going to an out-of-state college. I would have kind of loved it if somehow she kept this secret the whole time and then on like episode 30 of this season they graduate and then she shows up downstairs with like duffel bags and is like oh by the way yeah move-ins tomorrow (laughs) like I just I that's the drama that I feel like Mm -hmm. I expect out of Brenda true that is very true and then you know all is forgiven with Brandon Steve is all psyched out and then he gets yeah and that like shot put slash you know quarterback throw position 
and somehow just like sinks it. Oh yeah. The way that I'm not going to go into mechanics, but (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, I thought about it. The way he throws it would never have the right trajectory to be a nothing but net shot. Like I know it was too like what 40 degrees instead of like 75. And honestly, like, I mean, half don't don't get me wrong, half court shots, there's a very, very low probability you would make it in. But when you shoot a half court shot, you mostly want to like almost like chest pass it with enough arc so that you've got the distance and the height. But nope, Steve is like, I'm tallish. I'll just throw it like a baseball. I like it wasn't even a baseball, it was a shot put. He was going for distance <laughs> instead of for height. That's true. And he made it. And, like, honestly, as soon as they said he was doing the half-court shot, I was like, he's going to make it. He's going to donate the $10,000 to the Alvarez Street Elementary. Alvaro? Whatever. Alvarado. The children. (laughs) He is Santa Claus in May. Mm -hmm. Christmas in May. And then, like, yeah, I mean, I'm just going to – spoiler alert. At the very end of the episode – Mrs. Teasley is just like, yeah, some anonymous donor donated $10,000. And Andrea's like, I don't know who that could be. Steve spent all last night telling me about his $10,000. And they're like, no. I love that they were like, Santa came early. And they were like, Santa, who has been talking about being (laughs) Santa? But no, it couldn't be him. Oh, my God. I do love how many times Steve was like, telling this story and it was just like it was 50 no a hundred no a thousand feet away and they were like steve it was half court we know what half court looks like yeah donna at the beach pit is like i heard it was a mile (laughs) oh i love the next day when she's like no brenda is my friend i will protect her from this horrible awful story that feels very on brand for like most friend groups like i will protect you at all costs Uh, i I love that Donna got to use the word interminable. Yeah. Donna's smart. That's an SAT word right there. I love it. And I, I do love that Brenda was just like, no, I want to hear the story. And Steve just like puts his arm around her and is like, have you ever seen a basketball court? <laughs> I know. He's like, the year was 1993. <laughs> there was a crisp, hot air outside. <laughs> I lost where the season was at first. <laughs> I just wanted to be like, your mother peeled some grapes. (laughs) Put them in a fruit cup and conjured a hot dog. (laughs) It was probably cold somewhere in the world, but in Beverly Hills, it was sunny and warm. And I was on fire. (laughs) I thought I was going to have a date for this specific evening, but that was not to be. Fate had something else in mind. I was going to say, he was like, I thought I was going to have a date. Turns out I did. A date with destiny. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. So I just was thinking about foreshadowing in this episode. And when he's just like, I'm feeling lucky or whatever. Like, Steve scored, just not in the sex way. (laughs) I love that. Then we have to get super serious again. It's like a roller coaster, man. Yeah. No, this was an emotional week. Because, yeah, then – then we go back to the Taylor house and Dylan is there. They're like, I guess waiting up for Kelly or he just showed up. I I have to assume he's like been there a while hoping that she's going to come back. And this is where David drops like, oh, well, she should never have quit that eating disorder group. And Dave, Dylan's just like, 
what? Yep. And then, yeah, somehow, like, all these comments from David of, like, you know, she sh- like all of this stuff is happening to her. I don't know where she would have been. I was thinking about going to look for her over here. And then that's when Dylan's just like, nope. She's at this playground we have never mentioned before yesterday. Yeah. Like, number one, that's a lot of credit to Kelly for, like, thinking that she listened that hard to when you were talking about that one time that you used to be on the playground. Number two... That you would also think that that's where she would be. Yeah. But then, yeah, he gets there and, like, she's spiraling. Like, she's talking about, you know, how her dad doesn't call her anymore, how nobody cares about her, how, you know, she slept with all of these guys in 10th grade and nobody talked to her again. And, like, it's, it's just all, you know, weighing on her. And, like, finally she had too much of it. And even when he's like, oh, I used to push you on the swing. And she was like, yeah, so you could look up my skirt. Yeah, like in the begin- or earlier when you were talking about like bringing back up that a girl can't have a good time if they have sex and that Dylan like is that catalyst, I guess. It- it's even more true the the further we go into this episode because yeah, you're right. Like he brings like she's like, "Yeah, to look up my freaking skirt, man. Like you weren't even innocent back then. I was a piece of ass to you when we were 6 or however old they were." Yeah, and like I mean you know, he stands up for himself and, like, says things that legitimately she needs to hear mm-hmm. because he says, you know, I don't care that you're in an eating disorder group. We're soulmates. If you hadn't called me that day at the marina, I wouldn't be here. And she even yeah. says, like, I just called you because I wanted to hear your voice. And, yeah, I mean, he says the comment of, you know, if you don't want to sleep with me again, that's fine with me. Yeah. Which, you know – should be true and it upsets me a lot that Kelly I understand needing to hear those things like you mm-hmm. you want to be told you're loved you it's not the same as like like I know John loves me but if he never said the words I love you I would probably smack him right right so like you want to hear those things and it just it hurts me how badly she needed to hear them yeah especially from him because they've been dating for a minute now and I mean, presumably since January. So not that that's a long time. Technically almost a year if you think about when they started like hooking up. Oh, because, yeah, she also mentions Brenda of like, why don't you go to Brenda who, you know, will tell you what it feels like for her friend to steal her boyfriend. Right. And and that was one thing I wrote down is like we had talked about this well before they actually legitimately got together about how Kelly was going to be the one that loses out here. Like, yeah, Brenda's going to be upset. Dylan's going to be upset. But Kelly's always going to be the quote unquote other woman. And she doesn't, she wouldn't assign herself to be that, but everybody else would. And now we find out, oh, wait, she is assigning herself that because that's how she feels. She feels like she's not enough. um, But she broke up not just her best friendship, but also this deep, beautiful relationship just to be somebody Dylan can have sex with. Yeah. And just very sad. It was horrible. Like, I, I guess I get it. Like, Dylan, you're right. Like, Dylan was really just saying the things that she needed to hear. They might be true. I'm not convinced. I mean, I thought the soulmates part was cute, but I don't know. I'm I'm still not sold. 
on I this mean, relationship. No, absolutely not. I was like, you know, they need to date other people. Like, yeah. I get that, you know, we've seen multiple times, even since, like, Dylan first showed up, that Kelly has had this major crush on him and that she has wanted to be with him. And now she's finally getting this boy that she has liked for so long. But it's not good. Right. Like, emotionally, this is not working out for her, which, you know, frankly means it's not working out for him. And just, it upsets me so much. And then we have a bullshit scene with the Walshes that, like, we've already talked about. I don't care. Yeah. But whatever, you know, all the stuff that Dylan's been saying, everything with him and Kelly is enough to get her to go home. Mm -hmm. And she goes home and Jackie is so upset like Kelly is upset for the things that she said to her but Jackie's like no oh my god you were so right like everything Mm -hmm. I've done has been you know I have hurt you so much and we need to repair this relationship and after this I was just like yes go to therapy together go to therapy separate go to therapy together go to you know group therapy to talk about your addictions and your eating disorders and you know go to mother-daughter therapy sessions with like other mother-daughters like just talk yeah and again I think it's a testament to how far the relationships come because you know it this has been kind of besides when um Kelly confronted Jackie at the spa for their spa weekend this was the first real bump in the road since they've gotten to this really good place and while they still had an outburst they still had a knockdown drag out fight bad things were said they still like found a way to number one apologize to each other and I don't know about y'all but like I find it very comforting when a parent can apologize to a child um I don't think it happens enough or at least maybe I've not been exposed to it enough but I think there's just something very real and honest and vulnerable and safe about when a parent apologizes to a kid. Um, And so the fact that Jackie doesn't even try to dismiss anything Kelly says, but it's like, hang on, I'm wrong here. I messed things up for you. And like, she's the one that's acting like Kelly. I mean, she's beside herself. Like the fact that Kelly would have these feelings and have all this like bottled up and everything, she's, very upset about it and she takes blame and I mean it is warranted but it's not a hundred percent her fault of course but the fact that she admits to all those things and apologizes it just it triggered me a little bit and then it made me feel some things so oh yeah I mean like this is you know as much as we talk about how this is a bump in the road they had this huge fight you know they didn't have a really good relationship even you know before this show like this is this made me feel a lot of feelings yeah and mm-hmm. I was just like Whew. yeah it was a big deep breath <laughs> just just sigh just let it out yeah I mean yeah and yeah I mean we've I I think we've talked about yeah everything else like Kelly wants oh. to go back to her support group Jackie wants mm-hmm. to go to therapy and then Dylan and Kelly take a really cute picture together after Dylan shows her his really sweet writing all about her. I don't mean to bring down the mood, but there was one more thing that Dylan's like, 
you uh you didn't mean you didn't mean what you said about the whole or or like Kelly's like were you serious about having like if we stopped having sex that would be fine and he's like that doesn't sound like me I didn't say that I'm like mm. yeah I know they were trying to be like oh so funny so cute I was like mm. doesn't land <laughs> no but at but least we got a cute photo <laughs> we got something yeah um yeah I guess that's it. I mean, it is still cute that Steve donated the money anonymously. He didn't even want the credit. And that he's like going off and bragging about the shot. Like that's that's fun, Steve. That's that's fun, Steve. Steve. Yeah, this is not <laughs> Brandon, bring condoms so I can take them. <laughs> like it was just weird. Like, buy your own condom, Steve. You have a job. No, you don't have a job. You have money. <laughs> yeah, you have your mommy's money. Um, yeah. So would you did you grade it? No, I keep forgetting to. Okay. So, well, I I came up with a grade while we've been talking about this. And truly, I would give this episode an A for Kelly and Dylan. I do have to knock it down to a B plus because I'm sure they had good intentions of like putting in this half court shot and all this other stuff. But like, it just, it, it took me for an emotional ride. And I feel like if you had had like one story and like, even if you had Brenda applying for college and the Kelly story, mm-hmm. I think it would have been fine. But then like, you always got to throw in something a little weird. Yeah. And that, that's why it gets a B plus and it's getting a b plus for the boom mic that showed up at the very end yeah it did it showed up when kelly shows back up to the taylor house <laughs> it really pulled me out of it yes and like, I was like yeah. i have accepted you know on top of everything else that like these episodes on hulu probably on the dvds they are just chopped up like i looked up the music in this one and there's more rem songs and i was like well we definitely did not get rem and like you know i know that this is not the original intention of the show and i think they've probably been like stretched and changed and whatnot but like yeah it really takes me out of it and so you know part of knocking down to a b instead of an a goes to whoever has not remastered the show for me (laughs) or just like editing man like because it's one thing if it's in a scene like but well before dialogue that you could easily like cut out one to two seconds of it but it was like right before kelly spoke and it's like in there i know it's like it's like here it comes like it about like hit (laughs) kelly in the head (laughs) so yeah it gets b plus for the boom mic that's fair. That's a good one. I mean, yeah, I think overall I'd probably give it a B, B plus, something like that. Cause you're right. If it, I almost would have rather it had been a fully heavy episode. Like just give me all the emotions and, and yeah. don't give me the highs and lows. But I did. Yeah. I mean, I did enjoy, cause again, we get to see just the acting skill and prowess of Jenny Garth. I thought Luke Perry did a great job and his scenes and I thought that the actress who plays Jackie was awesome as well um I wasn't really annoyed by Brandon I mean 
guys, it's happening. We're not really annoyed <laughs> by Brandon lately. <laughs> um, maybe they're giving him less to do. Yeah, that's probably true. But even in the Duke's bad boy, we were like, his anger's warranted. <laughs> yeah, I was really worried about him, actually. Like, yeah. good job raising the stakes and making me care. Yeah. yeah. Like, thank you. Yeah. I mean, maybe Jason Priestley's really found his groove with, with Brandon Walsh. But um, yeah, yeah, I'll give it a B plus for basketball. Yeah, they're playing basketball. Feel free to keep that in. Oh, I will. <laughs> um, actually, speaking of Jason Priestley, do you know what episode is next week? Yeah, I do. It is season three, episode twenty six. She came in through the bathroom window. Wasn't me. Jason Priestley directed it. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. Oh, I can't right. I was so excited. I'm pretty sure I read the synopsis for this one, and I'm excited to watch it. Yeah. I mean, like, not the synopsis, just the little blurb that's like, X does blah, and the gang goes here, except for. Yeah. I'm yeah. so excited. I cannot wait. I, I don't know if it's his full directorial debut or if it's just his directorial debut with 90210, but I I'm cannot wait. Look. I'm, I'm about to corroborate this story right here. Hold on. Two seconds. Two oh, seconds. Don't worry. I checked. Because I also had to double check because I saw this fun fact earlier. The woman that Steve, like they keep focusing on her and then like Steve goes and like high fives her or whatever. Yes. Uh, that's like Diane Cannon or something. She's Celeste's mom in real life. Fun. How cool for her mom. That's I know. fun. I and like wondering. she's an actor and like, and like true. Uh, so yeah, that's next week. And until then, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Back to Podcast. Yep, and also you can email us your thoughts, your comments, your questions, your behind-the-scenes stuff, any good tidbits. If you're excited about Jason Priestley's directorial debut, um, let us know. Or just any feedback on the podcast. We just want to make sure that we, um, we're always improving and giving you guys the content that you want. But yeah, you can email us at backtopodcast at gmail.com. That's B-A-C-K-T-O podcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to share, like, subscribe, five-star rating, assuming you love us, be honest, but we'd prefer the five stars, and a review on iTunes because we'll shout you out on the podcast and all of those things really help us get seen and like, get other listeners and get more feedback and grow and learn and just... And it makes us happy. Just <laughs> yeah. do it, okay? And until then, from all of us at Back to Podcast, I'm Ariel. I'm Caitlin. I'm Mary. Bye. Bye. See ya.